When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a global original podcast. Hi, Mel. That's JK, and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Welcome. Coming up on this week's episode, we'll be, deliver- we'll be delivering talks in our children's schools. No, we won't. We're going to be talking about delivering talks in our children's schools. Because JK did a corker about celebrity wipeout. How'd you know about that? I can't wait for that one. I can't wait for that one. Um, Of course, we've got another confession this week featuring uh, a glamping trip. Uh, Our new feature called Top 5 According to Dads. And then, of course, JK's got new tech. You can tell him, Mum, because we haven't got any this week, but we will have next week. All that and more coming up on the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Who told you? How'd you know? You told me. Did I? When? Yes, you said. Oh, this week we need to talk oh, about yeah, going into oh, talks. Oh yeah, yeah. I went into my into Noah's school to talk about when I was on Celebrity Wipeout, and I was the only one to conquer the Red Bulls. L- let me <laughs> let me talk about it from the start though. So Charlie said, "Look, um, the uh, Noah's teacher has asked if you and I will go in and do an, do a talk to the kids." I'm like, "Oh, okay, absolutely, no worries." I'm like, "Does he does he want me to talk about you know working on the radio? You know, having worked in radio for thirty years, I've I've worked on." Radio One, I've, I've worked on Virgin Radio, I've worked on, you know, Heart Now. Do, do they want me to talk about that? Or maybe do they want me to talk about my TV career when I did kids TV shows for like CBBC, the award-winning hider in the house? Do they want me to come on and talk about that? She was like, no, no, no. They, um, it's a sporting theme. So I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I haven't, I don't, I'm not a sportsman. I don't, I don't do sport. They're like, you, you did, um, uh, I did the games, the charity football match I did I did some charity football matches as well yeah so I I, I played I've played at Wembley I've played at Old Trafford I've played at Stamford Bridge I've done a few charity matches and I'm thinking okay well maybe it's it's that or hang on we need to just pause on that with some absolute legends like who have you who have you played against oh geez Uh, Gus Poirier um, Paul Parker Uh, I forget the rest there, there was there's quite a few it's quite a few legends <laughs> back back in the day. That was my era back in the day. So anyway, it turns out that they want me to go in and talk about me conquering the Red Bulls on Celebrity Total Wipeout. Um, I, I wasn't quite sure what to think about that. I'm like, am, am I proud of it? Well, I suppose I was. The, I was the very first celebrity to conquer the balls. But if I'm absolutely honest, it was purely accidental. <laughs> but it's not unsurprising, JK, because your uh, ability to conquer balls is like no one else like no hey! one else's exactly <laughs> i know how to conquer a big red ball i really do well no because and, and that's the thing i felt a bit i felt like i was cheating them really they were like oh oh noah's daddy how did you do it that's incredible how, how did you do it i'm like oh i kind of did it by accident i wanted to run straight across them but i only managed to because i was so knackered and i kind of fell to the second red ball and i thought i've, I've just got to hop like a frog so I hopped like a frog on the further two remaining red balls and I accidentally got over, but I didn't realize I was the first celebrity to ever do it. So it was, it was a bit of an accidental one, but I'll take it. I'll absolutely take it. 
Well, I watched it on YouTube. So if anyone wants <laughs> well, to watch it, know, just did Google you? You JK know. and Joel on YouTube. No, I didn't. It was really good fun, mainly because your haircut. Um, Joel absolutely embarrasses himself. And, uh, yeah, but Joel, and, before, um, but can I just say, but if, let me give you an insight to Total Wipeout for you. Because it, it was it's a fantastic show. I've loved the show from the start. And, and when we got the chance to, you know, some, Total Wipeout asked us if we do it as a duo when I worked with Joel, JK and Joel. And um, we were like, absolutely. Yeah, we love this. And then he said, oh, but there is one thing. You're going to have to spend five days in um, uh, in Buenos Aires in Argentina. We're like, oh, my God, we're absolutely there. The, the day before we did the Red Bulls, well, the night before, we went out in, in Buenos Aires. We had like the finest steak. And obviously the TV company paid for it all. And we had the best red wine. We were hungover massively. So we, and, and you don't see the course beforehand. They do it on purpose. You don't get to run the course. When you see it is when you do it. That's it. They keep you away from it. They hide you wow. in the background. They keep you in like a little room before you go on. And uh, yeah, we were hanging. I mean, we were properly hanging. <laughs> I, I uh, Maybe that's why you did so well. I, I, I once uh, was out on a Saturday night and well, on a Friday night. It doesn't really matter what night it was to be honest. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Jen's brother, he was there, and we were both pretty hanging. Anyway, he would—he'd entered the local half marathon, which was the next day, oh, no. and but he'd hurt himself. So we got talking, and he was like, "Why don't you have my space?" And I was like, "Yeah, that'd be a great idea." Absolutely battered. Uh, got up half six in the morning for a seven thirty half marathon start. Absolutely smashed it. Oh, no. Best time ever. Incredible. Hanging out my ass. Well, actually, well, it must so have, I must, secret. I must have done all right because we, we went out every single night of the five nights we were there. And then I got into the final and I was up against... Really making the most of it, aren't you, mate? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and in, in the final, I was up against John Regis. If you quickly Google John Regis, you'll see that he's a gold Olympic um, medal winning 200 meter sprinter. And you'll see that I was up against Catherine Merry, who I think in 2001 was the fastest woman on the planet at 400 metres. So that's those were my, and, my two opponents. And, and hung over JK. And me hung over. <laughs> and I won. <laughs> Amazing. Well, well, did you actually? Yeah, I won that the whole thing. That says a lot, doesn't it? That says an awful lot. Um, so, but what this was, what the, the interesting thing here was more, I mean, yes, obviously we can talk about JK's career uh we're you know all day long but, but this is a parenting <laughs> podcast <laughs> so we should probably put some context around it yeah um but we were talking about like when you're invited into your kid's school to do a talk so we threw this out into dad's net uh, on in the facebook community and uh, just said is who 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 has to go into schools because i actually think i'd quite like to be invited into school for something my dad has because he's got an old vintage car so they wanted to bring his vintage car into the school one amazing um because their topic was about old cars and wheels and stuff so um but anyway and, and actually a lot of parents are invited into their kids school like the majority were either because their a parent has written a book or they've published some kind of book and they came and did a reading of it, or because they are working for the NHS, so like a neonatal nurse to go in and talk or doctors to go in and talk. So they were the, the kind of um, majority of responses. Uh, one guy said, um, the only time I'm invited, I mean, I am regularly invited to the school, but it is only to discuss my child's wayward behaviour, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is true. <laughs> um uh, another guy, I've given several talks at schools about canoe expeditions. Uh, I mean, that's what you want, isn't it? Like, that's 
you want to be like the Bear grills of your kid's school. <laughs> Don't you? Well, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like, I'd like to be. I'm definitely not, but I'd like to be. Yeah, big red balls, but in a completely different context. Absolutely. Um, also, like internet safety as well. And then one guy here, a guy called Mike, says, "Yeah, he did a few on water safety and the dangers of quicksand." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, do our primary school children in England really need to know about the dangers of quicksand? Do we have much quicksand? I don't know. Do we? I, 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 you know, I go to the beach quite a lot. I've never been in quicksand. Do we? we? Obviously, we do. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's a massive issue that we're just completely missing. Can I just say that? And, and evidently, Ted and Noah are completely unprepared for. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Daddy, what, what do I do if, 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 me and, uh, if me and Ted go out and we get getting quicksand? What do we do? Um... Who's that guy that did that talk at your school? Hang on a second. You got his number? <laughs> yeah, Mike somewhere. <laughs> what I do love. Um, um, anyway, it's, re- it's... Go on. Sorry, sorry. You carry on. It's a massive delay today. I was going to say, it was, a really, it was a really interesting conversation. So um, if you are part of Dadsnet or want to be part of Dadsnet, then check it out on Facebook because um, it's, yeah, it's an interesting conversation, actually. I like these. these. These are the parenting conversations that we really need to have. This is what's lovely, though, okay? So I was, I'll was i be honest with you. I was When Charlie asked if I'd do it, you know what I'm like? I'm a bit sort of, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. I just, I, considering the job that I do, I, I genuinely don't think people care. I don't think people care what I do. That's why I don't do much social media. I, I genuinely believe that people don't care what I do in my own personal life. It's dull. It's boring. So I was kind of like, do we have to, should, should we do this? And he's like, yes, it would be lovely for Noah. It would be lovely for his mates. It'll be lovely for the school. It's the least we can do. And I was like, all right then. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> what it's we, the least we can do. Oh, at least you can do. <laughs> no, she, did she, what does she do? No, Charlie went in and talked about her Irish dancing. <laughs> she was like oh, an Irish dancing okay. champion. So, so we both went in and did the talk. But what what I did love about it, and I will even now we're, we're thinking about going in and, and reading with the kids because you can actually do that. So when I imagine COVID is totally out of here, that, that that it'll be easier to do that. So, but to see Noah in his you know, in his environment, his school environment, and to see him, he come and gets us as well from reception. And he just seems really, really grown up. He's like, um, uh, hello, mummy and daddy, right, if you'd like to follow me. And then, so he's walking in front of us with his teacher. And uh, and we're like going, you're right, Noah? And he, he refused to look behind. He's like, he's got this yeah, march they're different, on. Aren't they? They're really they're different at school. They're totally, why yeah. do you know this? You were a former teacher. But you just like... Yeah, well, oh. I remember, like, in fact, it was this morning, I dropped Ted off and he walked past his teacher and he went... Good morning to his teacher. Good morning, miss. And and then talked to his teacher. And I was like, bloody hell. Like <laughs> in the morning, he'd be like, all right, knobhead to me. <laughs> like, like, it's like, where's that child? I want that child at home. The one that's polite and nice and sensible. It's that child that when they get to the grandparents, they realize they've got a bit of behave. It's that sort of behavior. It's like me when I, when I'm on the, when I do a yeah. radio show, as soon as I put headphones on, it's like being at your nan's where you can't swear and you've got to be careful on best behavior. You just have that little, that yeah, switch, exactly. don't you? Where you go. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there you go. So if you have been into your kid's school to deliver some sort of talk or session, uh, let us know. It's always very interesting. You can do it on social media at JK Jason King or at the Dad's Net. Right. Coming up next, we've got a confession, uh, which is about glamping. I think this is quite an interesting one. Okay. Welcome back to uh, the Don't Tell Your Man podcast with me, JK and Al. Uh, so we're on to the confession, which is where you write in, email, text, fax, pigeon, however you want to get it to us. 
And you're seeking forgiveness from myself and Al. And of course, we will be the judge of that. But I think the main thing to talk, you know, the main thing to think about here is, you know, whether whether or not you know you've done wrong. I think this guy does know he's done wrong. Okay. All right. Let's Here let's just let's just do it. Let's do it. Dear JK and Al, I had clearance from the war office to go glamping with my mates over the weekend. I presume war office he means his wife. <laughs> Just for the just for clarity, yeah. <laughs> um, they'd booked uh, my mates had booked from Friday to Monday, so it was a really long weekend. But my wife had asked if I could come back on the Sunday afternoon just to help with getting things ready for school and work, etc. The next day, to be honest, I thought this was perfectly reasonable and was happy to have a couple of nights away with my mates and thought that I was already pushing my luck. So I went away. We had a great couple of days. We did some walks. Uh, we did some sea kayaking, fine, barbecues and beers. And all in all, it was really lovely. So lovely, I didn't want to return home. It got to Sunday afternoon and I rang my wife to tell her that the car wouldn't start and I needed to call someone out, which could take a few hours, at which point I might as well just stay that last night. None of this was true, though. I just didn't want to miss out on the last night. <laughs> I never lied to my wife, but also I really wanted to stay and enjoy myself. I haven't been out properly with my mates in so long. And to make it even harder, none of them have kids, so they just don't understand. I just wanted to feel a bit like old times for just a little longer. Anyway, what do you think? Oh, this is a tough one. And Shall I, shall I give you the one and only reason? And when I say this... Dad's everywhere. Uh, well, partner, you know, partners everywhere will will get it. We we don't want to do that little lie, you know. And it is a little lie. I know people go, oh, there's no category of lying, 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 lying is lying. No, there are there are different severities of lying. I, I genuinely believe that. And the problem you've got is we'd all like to think that we could own up to our other halves and say, look, I want to stay another night. Is that okay? Because it's just one more night and then we're all coming back anyway. But the issue that we have is we probably 70% think they'll be okay with it, but there's that 30% that we just don't want the aggro. So Mm. for the next three years, we do a tiny little lie, (laughs) tiny little lie, which doesn't hurt anyone. And that's why we do it. That's genuinely why I think it is. It's, it's that 70, 30 scenario. Yeah, I would agree. They're, they're lying, I I am on the same page as, yeah, lying is lying, but I'm also on the same page that I think in some situations, lying in order to protect someone from feeling upset or angry or just something that isn't they just don't need to deal with, like surely that's okay. Surely that's a good thing. I would be happy. If someone to me, you're asking the wrong person here because I agree. For those of you who can't see, JK is nodding. But surely, for me, like I think if 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 I found out that you had done something, and and you were like, well, I didn't tell you because I just knew it would upset you, and I'd be like, yeah, it would have upset me. Yeah, actually, that's probably good that you didn't tell me. Like, like that's good a good thing. I think I'd be happy with that. <laughs> Except obviously, I did find out. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. But it's. You know, if what you don't know isn't going to upset you and isn't going to, isn't going to, you know. Okay, well, let's throw into the mix then that obviously he's having an extra night there, which means he's not coming home when he said he was to probably again look after the kids, you know, relieve his other half of the, you know, of those duties. So maybe, is that, is that, 
He's not, he's not coming home to relieve his other heart. What did I, what, what's the word I meant to say? No, no, that did work. But you, you, yeah, no. if you'd stopped then, it would have been funny. But it's, uh, you, I mean, that, that might have made him go home. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm coming home <laughs> if now. If you come home, you can relieve me. Amazing. I'll be, I'll be there. Of the children. Oh, no. It's, I'm de- yeah, the car's knackered. Can't get back. Sorry. Exactly. I'm forgiven. I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I, I'm, I'm all right with it. And I know you're screaming at this podcast going, no, that's not on. It's bang out of order, but I'm, I'm all right with it. He's not cheating on her. You know what I mean? He's not, he's, he's not doing anything wrong. He's not thieving. He's not doing drugs. You know, he's, he might be getting a bit drunk, but I, I'm okay with it. I am also, I think I'm okay with it. I think that it's probably a little extravagant lie to tell. Like, like the car, you know, the car's broken down or whatever. Like the, you, you, he's going to have to work like, oh, what did the RAC say when they came round? Like this kind of thing. Like he's going to have to like kind of go a little bit further to, for a cover story there. It, it might, I, I, I don't know. The principle of telling a little porky pie just to have a little extra time with your mates, I can't, I'm kind of on board with. Okay, here's an example, a quick example. Um, in the end, I, I did say it, but we, we're having some windows done at the moment. So we're having some... Um, some some wooden windows taken out and we're having some PVC, new PVC windows going in because they're old Victorian ones. They're knackered, they're rotten. So we're having that done today. And th- when they're put in, because Victorian windows have got quite a gap between each window, it's like a bay window. So there's a big window in the middle and there's two little ones at the side. You know, they do that bay window thing. So there's a big gap in between, the, there's two gaps in between the big window where the other two join. Do you get what I mean? Where those big posts are. Mm-hmm. So uh, the guy that's doing it said, look, I can, I can just put blast plastic up. It'll be cheaper and, you know, it, it won't look as good, you know, but, but I can put plastic up. It's absolutely fine. Or I can plaster it between where it, it'll look better it'll look, it, within, you know, within keeping of the Victorian house. So we can do that. But that takes longer and it's more expensive. And I was just thinking, oh, my God, it's taking longer. I know that Charlie just wants it done quickly what do I do here? Do I just go plastic and just say that we can't plaster it? And see, that's a little lie. That was the only option they gave me. That's the only option they gave me. And (laughs) and at least it will be done today because they're here doing it now and not a week later because we have to get the plaster in and stuff like that. And I was, I was about to, I went, no, do you know what? No, let's, I'm going to take her in and get Mark who's doing our windows to just give her the the story. You, You do it, Mark. It's over to you. You, you do it. So in the end, and that was the right thing to do. Because she has gone with the plastering, which is going to take longer and it's going to cost more. <laughs> was that the right thing to do? I don't know. But it was her choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was her choice. But you see, yeah, you know, I've le- I, I, am, I am learning, Al. I'm learning. I'm getting this now. I'm getting yeah. it. Just, just quickly before we, because we've got um, the top five according to Dad, and it's a really interesting one. I want to get onto it. But just quickly, is you know how people say, um, like if you if you hadn't told her that there was those options. Would that be would that be classed as lying? Well, yeah, because there was other options, so it is a lie. But you're just withholding information. You're not telling her different information. You're just withholding information. But withholding information is surely that is still lying because there was two options, and I'm just telling her there's one. Yeah, but okay. But what if you just didn't tell her? <laughs> That there were two, she, and she didn't know there were different options. You are a devious, devious, dirty man. <laughs> no, no, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying all right, that. Okay, I I'll give you an option. Okay, all right, here we go then. So um, you go to a bar with your wife, Jen, and there's another 
fit blonde who says to you, um, I'd like to, you know, I'd like you to come and see me now in the in the toilets. Now, yeah, I'll tell her straight away. No, 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 no. But you you could still go with the, the hot blonde in the toilets, but you're just withholding information. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's like a severe example, which obviously I wouldn't do. But, but the example I'm thinking is like... Um, <laughs> did you go to the toilet? Yes, I did. Who did you go with? No one. You see, you're just withholding a bit of information. No, no. But that that's a really awful thing to withhold. I'm talking about those little, tiny little things that you just crop up from day to day. It'd be like... Um, like if she expects you to walk the dog, right? And you don't walk the dog and the dog's a bit like a, manic you know, and, and you just don't say, you don't volunteer the information. Oh, I didn't walk the dog today. Cause you just know you're going to be like, get a bit of an earful from it. But what about if she like, says, have you walked nothing, the dog nothing today? Nothing bad is happening. That you, huh? What if she says, have you walked the dog today? Yeah, yeah, then you tell the truth. Then you just say, no, I didn't. Okay. Like, that's fine. But I'm not going to volunteer <laughs> that I didn't walk the dog. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I do see what you mean. Yeah, I get that. I get that. That's fine. Okay. Well, like, yeah, I'm because- not going to lie, but I'm also just not going to volunteer the fact that I didn't walk the dog today and that you might be a bit pissed off because the dog's now shit on the carpet. Oh, no, but in the, in the back of my mind, though, I, I know last night Charlie said about the window, she was like, I'm really uh, too much plastic. We are losing the way that this house... This Victorian house that you know the style it should be, it should be kept in, and and I kind of had that in the back of my mind as well. I knew that she had said that. I was like, oh, uh. okay, yeah, you can. It was the right call, Jay. It was, it was the, right the right call. call. Right. Okay. right, coming up next, we're going to be talking about the top five according to dads, and this week we are looking at the best things or places to go on a day out with the family. Now, obviously, this is a nationwide podcast. Some might say it's global. We global there, um, but uh, so we're not talking about like necessarily specific attractions, although they do crop up. But we're actually talking about like more general things to do. It all become revealed. But this is the top five best things to do for a day out with the family. It's coming next, according to dads. <laughs> So what's the top five today then, Al? Okay, so we're talking about the top five places to go for a day out with the family. Now, you know, obviously we could talk about Thought Park, but for someone who lives in Glasgow who might be listening to this, Thought Park is not really an option. So we're not really talking about specific places, except some people have suggested specific places. But this is more like things to do or activities to do that you can do realistically anywhere in the country okay yeah okay right right okay so on the so for example Polton Park Polton's Park makes the list Pepper Pig World um yeah exactly Gulliver's Land and Milton Keynes works uh it also made made the list no one wants to go to Milton Keynes unless you're going to Gulliver's Land can I say that? Not really, no. You, you've lost all our listeners Uh-oh. in Milton Keynes. But uh, can I just for the record say that I genuinely like Milton Keynes. Uh, I had an ex that used to do panto in Milton Keynes and it's where I met um, the Fonz, uh, Henry Winkler, and also met, who was the guy in the Rocky Horror Show who did the Crystal Maze? The ball chap? Yeah, R- Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien. I met him there. 
Uh, and the, who else did I meet? Oh, and it's where I met Warwick Davis. And, I'm, and I worked with Warwick Davis a few times after that. I had a brilliant conversation with Warwick Davis once. So he was telling me about the, the day-to-day things that you struggle with when you're, you know, you're the height of Warwick Davis. And Warwick was saying, for instance, when you, when you go shopping, you can put stuff in the trolley but you can't get it out of the trolley. And I think he's written about this in his book. Oh, yeah. So, and little things like um, the cash point. He says you can you can put your pin code in, just, but then you can't reach up to pull the money out. So, and then he, another thing that he was talking about, this genuinely happened to Warwick. He, um, he went to his bank, I think it was HSBC, he went to his bank uh, for the first time in ages, and the door sensor doesn't, it doesn't sense him. So he's jumping up and down. In, like at the, at the door and the door sensor doesn't it doesn't oh, sense wow. worry these are the day-to-day problems of you know that yeah. you have when when you're that tall that's that, that's what it is yeah, but he is what a fantastic night out Warwick Davis is and he has got the most gorgeous family his wife Sam is lovely they are such a lovely family also you need to check out his car so his car has to be modified his car is incredible it's like something out of the future it is brilliant Anyway, quick story about Warwick Davis there. Um, Anyway, so places like Gulliver's Land, uh, Chessington makes the list. Uh, Some guy called Lee suggested taking the family to the red light district. Not sure. No, get out. Get out of our podcast. Get out. It did make the list. Um, One, two, three, four. Anyway, so the top five is is this. Okay. Number five was Legoland. I have never been. That's outrageous. It is really good. Now, the reason I've left that in is because I think that Legoland, more so than any other kind of attraction, is worth travelling to wherever you are in the country. And actually there's Legoland um, Windsor, but there's also Legoland in lots of different other places. Um, you see, I'm always, I'm a Poulton's Park Peppa Pig fan. You know I am. I love it yeah. there. It's, it's, it's in Hampshire, which I love. And it's just a gorgeous, great little park. You know, kids love Peppa Pig. And there's some great, like, uh, there's the Lost Kingdom, which is like the dinosaur stuff. Honestly, if, if you want a lovely, lovely day out in the gorgeous part of the world, Hampshire, go to, go to Poulton's mm. Park, Peppa Pig World. It's phenomenal. It's the thing with those attractions is just the queuing. I just, I just don't think family queuing, queuing with family is just, it's just but good. Yeah, like the, you spend most of the day in queues. But every time that I've gone to Poland's, yes, Peppa Pig World can be busy, but because Peppa Pig World is busy, the other part of the park isn't as busy and you don't really queue that much yeah, at Poland's. It's brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Well, Poland's Park did make the list, but not the top five, I'm afraid. Um, number four on the list Again, I am 100% behind this, is National Trust. Yes, absolutely. 100%. I, I like, love it, is it. The best £110 of a year you'll spend. Without doubt. If you're thinking of a present for someone and it's, you know, like, and you're willing to spend a bit on them, just get them, uh, if, they have, if they haven't already got it, get them a season ticket for um, the National Trust. It is, ju- yeah. everything about it is brilliant. Not just the scenery, the spectacular scenery, but the cafes, the, the food in those cafes, the actual history, mm. the, the things that your kids and you can learn. I mean, the, the hidden gems. I mean, j- honestly, it's the best investment for your family. It genuinely is. Yeah, they're really good. And, and I'll tell you what, they really got us through lockdown because throughout lockdown, National Trust kept all of their grounds open. Like you couldn't go into mm. the houses and the, um, 
you know, the the kind of indoor bits or the indoor castle bits and things. But the grounds were, were left open so you could still walk around the castle. So we did Bodium Castle all the time. Love that. We did loads of the ones near us. It was so valuable throughout lockdown. And I'll always be thankful for having that membership. Um, so National Trust is number four on the list. Realistically, it should be higher, but it was number four. Number three was um, aquariums slash zoos. No, no, no. no. Okay, well, it's on the, I can't, I'm just giving you my personal opinion, but yep, carry on. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind. I'm always a bit torn. I think some of, some zoos and aquariums that we've been to, aquariums are slightly different, I think, but some of the zoos, you just can't think these are quite small. Okay, okay. for instance, you know that I'm a, I'm a huge fan and do a lot of work with London Zoo. And that's purely because if, when you go into London Zoo, there is a section that you can go into and you can find out what they do for the, the world's, the world wildlife. You can just, you know, what, what they do and how they, how they help and stuff. And that is brilliant. It's incredible. What, what those guys do. And remember that, that, you know, they're funded by ticket prices. So during COVID, I did, a, I did about five or six podcasts for them where I did video podcasts and we interviewed the keepers and stuff. And without that money, like they were so close to just going. London Zoo might not have been, you know, anymore. And I mean, what an wow. extremely sad place to be. But um, they got through it. Ticket sales were good. And, and I'm so happy they're still there because what they do for conservation is yeah. brilliant. I think that there is like obviously some zoos that will, you know, that all of their animals are rescued, for example. Mm. And without the zoo, they wouldn't be here. You know, it's that yeah. kind of thing. You kind of think, well, yeah, I'd, like that's better than the, old, the other alternative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I think like, you know, they definitely have a place um, and aquariums as well. And, you know, what, what I love is there's an aquarium on the Isle of Wight which is really small, but really lovely, really local. And I just love that, that it's, you know, you can, there's the aquariums here, but the fish, have, they're, they're from the sea that's just there, like next yeah, to yeah, it. It's yeah. really lovely. So I'm, I'm a fan of that. Okay, number two, um, I think, uh, I'm surprised as well, this was number two. I think this could have been on the top spot, but number two was seaside, go to the seaside. Yeah, yeah, you love the seaside. Now I'm, I, it's Marmite for me. You, you, don't like, you don't like the sand, is that what it is? You're not, you're not a sand person. It's, yeah, I don't like the sand, but I don't like pebbles either. <laughs> but, but the sand thing you have to get used to, because we, we are now spending more time at the seaside. Um, yeah. And the, the sand thing, you get used to it. You do get used to it, genuinely. Yeah. I think for me, so our family um, is kind of split down the middle. Jen and Louis are quite happy to just kind of sit and sunbathe and read a book or whatever. Me, Ted, and uh, I guess Isla to a degree, we get, we get bored. Yeah. You're, you're that <laughs> like, one. Yeah. We're like, ah, uh, should we, oh, we want to do something like he's, and then Ted's like, should I eat something? We're just like, okay, let's have something to eat. Now what? You know, we, we've actually got a paddleboard that we now start taking with us. And that's a game changer. Cause we can kind of kill half hour going out on the paddleboard, which is, amazing fun really yeah. recommend that as a family activity because it's really easy you can get once you get the hang of it it's really easy and also i'm going to mention them we we've got paddle boards from um a company called blue fin really good because they come with kayak adapters so you've got little these little seats that you can clip on and actually you can sit down and then use it as a kayak which is oh. you don't even need to get the hang of it you can just do it it's amazing bloody easy yeah yeah that sounds fantastic. So I really recommend that. So that that's a bit of a game changer for the seaside for us. Um, okay. And then number one, which I, th- I, think, I think I'm on board with this. Number one is local country parks. 
Yeah. And I don't yeah. mean like your local park, like little playground. I'm talking like the big country parks where there's like a big playground, big cafe, loads of land, deers walking around. Like it's those kinds of places that we really mean with local country parks. What I like about the top two is they're, they're both free, unless obviously you have to hire um, sunbeds or if you have to like, like parks. What? What? Well, this is what I was going to say about country parks is that I have noticed in the last few years the car parking has oh, absolutely parking. skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Car parking, we yeah. have. Yeah, no, there is that. There is that. Other than that, they're they're free. <laughs> Can, personally, what would you put at number one? Oh, I know this is a little bit old fashioned, but I would put National Trust. I would put one. National Trust at number one. <laughs> We're so old. I We're honestly old would. Men. Yeah, I would. I'm, 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 I'm kind of gutted that they're not because, like, well, you've mm. you've heard us enthused about the National Trust and how wonderful it is, but it's great for everyone. And also, the other thing about yeah. the National Trust is it's not just great for families, but you'll see like really young, cool, hot, trendy couples doing National Trust. You'll see mm. you'll see nanny and granddads doing the National yeah. Trust. You'll see people by themselves doing the National Trust. People with dogs doing the National Trust. Everyone loves the National Trust. Yeah, I know. So that would, I think that would be my number one. Probably then it would be the country parks. Then I'd, I'd probably put the seaside up there. Um, I, I much rather all of those things than the commercial attractions. Yeah. Like as a general rule. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. I'd rather kill a day going to, you know, the local reservoir rather than going into London to go to Shrek World or something. Is it wrong that all I'm thinking about now is going to a National Trust place and wanting the cake out of those, you know, those tubs that they put over the top to stop the flies? Yeah, I can, I can see that cake right now. <laughs> I'm just like, I want some of that cake. Yeah. Anyway. I know, the scones are good as well. Oh, <laughs> Those yeah. cheese scones from National oh, Trust. Oh, yes. <laughs> right, okay. Oh, goodness me. But that's good, uh, I like that. No that tech is good. then. No, there is no tech today. No, no. Well, next week we are doing uh, gardening. We're talking about gardening tech next week, and I believe both you and I will be talking about it as well because uh, you, Ooh, yes. you've got some gardening stuff, I've got some gardening stuff, and it's really weird because... Um, I did the lawn today and we're about to, we've been really, really slack with weeding our garden this year. So the big weed is going to happen. The big weed is going to happen. I think it's happening tomorrow, actually. So we're going to be using some of the stuff that and I've got. We've got to trim the bushes. The big weed. The big weed. Oh, I weed the... It sounds like some kind of CBS <laughs> or, 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 like event. Like, is it, the, is it a conference for uh, for herbal remedies? I, I had to do some weeding. Herbalife. <laughs> I had to do some weeding the other day for, for Charlie. She has a, another... She has a flat that she um, she used to own and it's like a community... She's It's part of four flats. And obviously they equally pay to to sort out the grounds and stuff like that. So I had to go and do the weeding. I did the weeding for about an hour and 15 minutes. Al, I'm not kidding you. The following day, I felt like I had been in the gym, the iron gym with the rock for about two days solid. My my hamstrings, my thighs, my lower back, my and I, my hands, I, from where I was weeding and trying to pull up the roots, my hands were just, how you know when you can't quite close them and grip anymore? Because they're so gone. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so old now. I mean, this is just... From weeding... This episode has got to be called like... Like the middle-aged man episode. Old gits. (laughs) I'm an old git. Well, the National Trust weeding and painful lower backs. Can I just say though, I'm loving my life right now. If If it involves weeding and the National Trust, I'm happy with that. I'm cool. I'm I'm, I'm down with it. 
Yeah, I always, I, I, I'm seeing the National Trust a little bit as like a, a career backup move. Like if, they, if they need some gardeners or something and all else goes to shit, then I'm, I'm just applying to be a National Trust but, gardener. But the majority of them volunteer, don't they? There's a, they have a lot of volunteers, which... Um, they do, yeah. I'd be, I'd be up for that. I genuinely would. I would be up for that. Right, uh, bills, let's, let's stop now. Let's stop because this isn't, this isn't what people signed up for. When they, wanted to sp- when they wanted to listen to two dads, you know, talking about everyday dad life, I don't think they wanted to hear this. The National Trust is everyday dad life. <laughs> right, let's go, let's go. Just saying. <laughs> uh, please remember to rate us, subscribe, download, follow, share, like, <laughs> review, star rating, all of that jazz. And uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one.